Once again, thank you very much for tuning in um, to Conversations with um, Charles. And with me today is called out music. He's been sharing his musical journey with us. Um, so, you know what? I'm, I'm stuck. I, I was going to call you Samuel. I was going to say Sammy. I was going to say, <laughs> but listen, <laughs> tell us this, right? Um, with regards to your style of music, um, mm. what actually influences your style? Because if I hear called out music song, straight that way, I mm. know this is called out music song because it's got a certain something. I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about your music which is uniquely called out music. How did you settle on that style? Wow. Um, that's funny because we make so many genres and we make so many styles and it's like the fact that you can still recognize yeah, I mean, the sound. I mean, it's, it's different absolutely. genres, but there is something yeah. called out about called out music songs. I don't know if I'm making, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm making sense there. There is, there is something that makes it a called out music song. It doesn't matter what genre it is, whether it's Afrobeat, whether it's just a ballad, mm. you know, worship song, whatever it is, but there's something called out about it. Yeah, I think one thing I've really worked on is just uh, I've been very intentional about my style of singing um, certain songs. And this is something that I spoke with Chibuzo extensively because I, I remember when I first started singing in like 2015 or thereabout and I would have conversations with Chibs. I'm like, yo, man, I don't, I don't really sound like everyone else I'm, I'm working with. Because obviously as a producer, working with a lot of singers who can really sing Uncle Charles, man, like these... I'm talking these people will sing a church from opening prayer to offering. Like, they can sing. And I'm like, I already sound like any of them. Like, and Oxy just said, look, whatever sound comes out of you, just try to fine-tune that. Don't don't try to sound like anyone else. And I feel like that's what I did. So straight from off the bat, I just learned to embrace, like, the rustiness in my voice, uh, to embrace the the almost like this this lazy-ish way of singing, talking that I, I, I just naturally just try to um, maintain because it's just me. I don't try to change that. Um, the fact that I'm British as well, like I don't try to hide oh, that from oh. the music. And obviously the, the actual instrumentation, What one thing I always pray to God for was I want to bring a, um, a very what's the word I'm looking for? A very fun aspect into Christian music. Like I want people to be able to listen to the song and literally zone out and forget that anything is wrong with them and all their intentions and all their attention is focused on Christ because they're having so much fun singing the song like they know every word. So I think all of these things put together just gives you that that feeling. And I, 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 I kind of get what you mean in terms of not, putting a finger on it but every time that I even make a song on Logic and I send it to my producer Jola he's like oh yeah I see you've put your touch on it and we just laugh about it and we don't even know what that touch is ourselves but we know it's a combination of a lot of things so yeah I'm just grateful to be able to be recognized because there's so many so many fantastic Christian artists out there like you would know um, but it's able to have this thing that differentiates called out from 
different artists. I mean, you're talking about people listening to your music, whether it be in church or being at a concert and having fun with it. And, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to be at your concert in, in Holland, in Amsterdam, you know, amongst, mm-hmm. amongst the, the audience. And it was, it's, it's just the feeling was amazing having these people. So for you, what does it feel like being in another country, not in the UK and seeing that everybody in the crowd is singing your song? How does it feel as as an artist? You being on stage, looking looking out in the crowd, and everyone is singing your song. What yeah. what does that make you feel? Oh man, it, that that feeling, I still can't really quantify it because I I don't think I've been able to get over it at all. Like it's one like you just touched on. It's one thing being in your home country per se, and people recognizing you and singing your songs back to you, but going to Amsterdam and if, if you remember, that was 2018. Yeah, 2018. I think it was so, December. 8th of December 2018, I remember that. <laughs> this is only two years in, like, like to what to what we were doing at that point. And if you think about it, Cold Out really started picking up pace around 2017-ish. So it was such a short time to have that experience. And I was just in awe of God's grace. And it's still very humbling. And not long after that, in 2019, where we did a lot of traveling, we went to Nairobi, uh, Lagos and Johannesburg. And those three cities, Uncle Charles, it was, it was like they they wrote the songs. It was like they, they might as well have written the songs themselves because every single person sung from line one to the last song. And I was just like, how does music travel so quickly and that showed me the power of you know the streaming how like you can make a song in your room and it connects with someone and ministers to someone on the other side of the planet so we shouldn't really underestimate mm. what mm. we are creating mm. as christian creators mm. you don't know who you're reaching you do not know who you're touching not everyone who is blessed by your song will reach out to you and thank you like don't look at that as a measure of how much your song is doing some people are just, some people, your song is just breaking them down so much that they're going through this transition process and being transformed to Christ's image because of your music. And they might not necessarily reach out to thank you, but never think your music is going to waste. Never, never. That is the lie of the enemy. Like if you're, if you're singing about Jesus Christ, I promise you it's touching someone. And that alone should cause us to rejoice and be content with our offering. So going to all these places and hearing the songs being sung back, it's like, okay, this is like a visible example of God doing something amazing. But I never just let that be the judge or or be the judge that I'm doing well kind of thing. It's like the, the fact that I've been able to get over the hurdles and put out a song that glorifies Jesus is enough because I know that somebody is going to be blessed by that. You know, and it, it, but to answer your question, it was, it, it was a very humbling feeling and something I'm still not over. And even every time we go out to, to minister around the UK, um, we've been to Canada and it's been the same feeling. It's like, God, wow, you, you really are doing something amazing here. And I'm just grateful. I mean, you've been to quite a few countries over the last couple of years. I know you've been to France, you've, and you've talked about Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I mean, going to Nigeria was like, the homecoming thing. So, I mean, I've, I've seen a video yeah, of that yeah. and that was quite amazing, but is there any particular country that sort of sticks out for you or 
you're like, wow, you know, that experience was amazing. Or or maybe even the scenery of that country kind of blew your mind. Is there anywhere in particular? Yeah, I mean, Nairobi was a beautiful place to be. Like, Is that the people? The or... Everything, man. Everything, everything, everything. Like the people that were there, the musicians, it was just... It was just amazing. Like they all, they all are amazing. To be honest with you, like all the countries I've been to, I want to go back to. Like it's there's there's not one that makes me feel oh I don't want to come here again. Like not even just the people, just the whole experience. I mean, I've been to Paris twice now to do a concert, and I always want to go back again. So it's just I think what overrides it is the connection that the music creates with the people who come, make the experience so good, and by the time you land in a city and little things like people seeing you at the airport or people saying, oh, yeah, I'm coming to your concert tomorrow, that, little things like that, man, just it just makes me feel like so blessed like to, to do this. So in every country that we've been to, the love has been unreal. And um, we've stayed at some amazing places, had some great views. Um, yeah, so we did like a little tour when we were in Nairobi, we were driven around for a little bit, probably about half an hour. Did you do, did you do just, the safari just, as well? No, no, no. No time no, for that. Time, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, at least I got to see, you know, like uh, we had the concert at the Kenyan National Theatre and that was quite uh, historic for, for me personally, being in the building like that. So, yeah, that was really cool, man. So you, you had a sold-out concert here in, in, well, was it sold out? Yeah, you sold out. It was a sellout concert, sold out concert. I'm not too sure what I'm talking about, but you had an amazing concert here. Um, I th- is it what's it called? Is it Grace Graceland or Grace Graceville Hall, something like that, here in London? An yeah. amazing night. Um, what was it like putting that event together? And did you expect that the night was going to turn out the way it did? Um, did I expect the night would turn out yeah. the way it did in terms of the? The turnout. the turnout, the music, the the atmosphere, everything, you know. What was your expectation uh, yeah, for the night? <laughs> I just I just I just wanted to honestly I just, at that point I just wanted to have fun. Like cuz I was like I said this was still 2018 so I was only 2 years into this and I was just at that time feeling like I, I, this is this is amazing. Like this this life is cool, you know. It was very difficult to plan and I thank God I've got such an incredible manager who who allows me to focus on the music. And I'll definitely say that's one of the keys to why, you know, we both work so well because he takes off all of that burden from me and kind of fills me in. And he's so efficient and so great at his job that everything is usually under control. Like there's never really a time where there's really a huge massive issue so that allowed me to just prepare for the concert musically with my guys which because I want to chase excellence and they I have to translate that excellence to them and they're already excellent musicians as well so that was ready from that side and from the turnout side I didn't even think we could sell out at that point I was like oh my days I think the capacity is like a thousand something like that Um, Uncle Charles, there was one point where we were at like eight eight hundred. I was like, ah, man, God is good though. Let's just, <laughs> let's just like eight hundred. Uh, that's it. We're done. Because like, oh, you have to think, I was only two years yeah. in. Like for me, it was not. It was not even about selling out at that point. It was like 
I cannot believe this is happening. Like, is anyone else seeing what God is doing here? Or am I just the one giving testimonies? Like, even my parents, at one point, they were just so grateful. And I remember we were sitting in the hotel room. This is actually a funny story. It was myself, my manager, and our brother Robin from church. And we was all sitting in the hotel room, and it was like 11.50. And then at 12 midnight, like on the day of the concert, 12 midnight, my manager gets a notification on his phone saying we just crossed a thousand tickets. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? And then from that point on, when he got that notification, tickets started literally flying in on that day. And that's how the concert why, sold out. Why, why do we always wait till the very last minute before we buy tickets? I, that is a mystery. You know, if you're listening to this show, if you ever want to go to a t- an, an event, a ticketed event, please buy your ticket early because for promoters, that is a killer. Because, you know, you're, you're like a week to the event and then you're looking at the number of tickets sold and you're like, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen? And then on the day mm-hmm. of the event, people are calling you and you're like, I haven't got any more tickets. We haven't got any more tickets. And it's so, so, so destroying, you know, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please, if you're buying tickets, mm-hmm. buy them early. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, every, everything came together. It was such a great night, an, an amazing yeah. night. So, well, we're recording this show before you actually release your album in a few days' time. Yes, so by sir. the time anybody listens to this interview, your album would be out. Tell us about the album. Yeah. So the album is my second um, studio album. It's called Portraits. Um, it was I started recording songs for the album just before we went on the Africa tour last year, so around August. Um, I just felt really, really creative at the time. So I put together, I think it was like two songs on there that we'd done, Eternity and another called Waits. And... Before I knew what was going on, on you know, during the trip in Africa, songs were just flying into me, man. I was thinking, I'm not, I'm not here to to write songs now. You know, I'm here to, um, you know, do a concert. And then by the time I got back, it was yeah. We just decided to put our heads down and just, just do something else because the first one was so was so blessed, man. In due time, the first album did well. Um, yeah, so Portraits is just talking about the stages of life for every believer in our bid to look more like Jesus Christ. So the album, yeah, it's, it's got a very deep, deep title, um, but the songs are very fun. The songs are very um, edifying. Um, they've really blessed me personally. So, yeah, if you get some time, feel free to listen to Portraits. It's on every digital platform. So, yeah. So, you heard it from the man himself. Portraits is his brand new album, which is out now. Go check out the album. And um, of all your songs that you've written, was there any one of them that was actually written out of a personal experience, or maybe God came to you in a dream and said, My son, my son? You know, <laughs> you, I mean, <laughs> anyone, any, any song in particular that probably, you know, you were going through on a particular time and um, you decided, this is what I'm going to do. Do you mean a song that I wrote on the new um, album? Living throughout. I mean, it could be on your new album, any particular song that stands out for you. Maybe you're going through a season in your life or because of a particular experience on either on this new album or previously. Yeah. I mean, 
I'll say, if I'm being very, very honest, like a lot of the songs come from putting myself in people's mm. shoes. But the one that was very, very personal to me was on this album called Weights. Um, basically talking about when I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, I'll cast my burdens on you. I literally woke up one morning. This was before, obviously, we went to Africa. And I had just received some not so great news the, the night before. You know, cer- certain things weren't going as, as we wanted it to. Um, I d- a lot of people don't know, but I actually quit my full-time job in May last year, May 2019. Uh, so June, July and August were really tough months for me to really get myself into the full swing of being a full-time artist. And that was very, very challenging to adapt um, in every way, financially, physically, mentally, um, even spiritually. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what is going on. Plus, now throwing the fact that we had the Africa tour to come, which I was just under a, a pressure that I put on myself to promote the tour, uh, to tell people about it. And that morning, I just woke up feeling heavy, so heavy. I, I didn't have any words to pray. I remember just kneeling down by my bedside and I was just crying. Like I didn't know what to say, but I know I was saying something to God because I felt so much better when I got up, got up from that. And I just sat in front of my keyboard and the first line that came to me is when I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, I will cast my burdens on you because you know how it feels. And it made me think of Jesus carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, Mm. literally on the way to the cross, you know, literally carrying the burdens of everyone who would ever live. I can't even imagine what it felt like for him to carry everyone's burdens, even the people who are persecuting him he was carrying their burdens on his back on the way and he paid the price so I say to myself now since that song came out every time I feel low or feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders I speak to the only person who would know exactly how I'm feeling which is Jesus Christ because he knows how it feels and he's done it and because he has done it and he got through it for me I'm gonna be all right so many dreams so many dreams inside that you Feeling the pressure on me Every day he gets stronger Every day he gets heavy Louder and louder Hey, your voice calling out to me To cast all my burdens on you When I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders I'll cast my burdens on you I'll put my worries on you When I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders Just 
that I've come across is deciding when to actually go full-time um, tell me how did that decision or how did you make that decision I think for me it, it was just I was asking a lot of questions personally and I was seeing where I was with my role in terms of you know what not necessarily am I still useful here because at the moment I knew that my heart wasn't in the job at all I knew that I was wasting my time and everyone else's time because I wasn't even being efficient at the job anymore. Um, and for me, I was going through the motions. Really. Exactly. Like I, at that point, when I knew that the only reason I was keeping that job was because paid they you. paid me at, yeah, at the 20th of every month. It was like, that was one of the signs. But I think the main thing I held out for was to just get that nudge from the spirit. And I can't even... I can't even really tell you what that felt like, but I knew it was the right time. And one of the ways you know it's the right time is just looking back and seeing everything that has happened since I took that decision of faith and knowing that, okay, that was definitely God speaking to me. I remember we went to Germany and did like a weekend tour of two cities and that was amazing. And up until that point, I was praying to God, God, let me know what your plan is for me. Please, 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 I'm crying out. And I got back Sunday morning, um, sorry, Monday morning from Germany. I went back home, slept, woke up, got to work the next day feeling very refreshed. I was feeling so on top of the world that morning. And the moment I sat down, I can't, I can't underestimate how clearly I heard this. I heard God say, it's time, resign. And I was thinking, hold on a second. What, I, I'm just about to get into my groove. And that feeling weighed on my heart so much that day, I could not do any work. But here, God telling me, you need to leave this place now. You're done. So then I go home that night, tell my parents. I call Uncle C, my manager. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm feeling like. What's, what's going on here? And I've always prayed to God that if I was ever going to leave my job, I want everyone important in my life to have peace with it. 
I don't want this to be a, 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 a thing where it causes arguments or it causes controversy. So I call Uncle C, I call Chibs, he's fine. I go home, speak to my mom, speak to my dad, they're fine. I call my big sister. So my sister is thriving right now as, as you know, like a, as an associate. So she's like really, really big into career. So I speak to her on the level. I'm like, Esther, I'm not, I'm not really sure I'm meant to be a Vodafone. And she now goes to me, yeah, I've been thinking about it, Sam. You know, I feel like you should just do what God has called you to do. And I was like, oh my goodness. I go into work the next day with a resignation letter, expecting to do 30 days. And then my manager goes to me, you know what? You can leave whenever you want to. Do you want to go on Thursday? And I was like, ah, man, I'm all, God, this is sweet. Old. And at that point, he let me go and he gave me his own blessing. And it was just amazing how the process wasn't even a difficult one to come out of. And I really thank God for his grace to make that transition smooth for me in terms of leaving. So I'll say to everyone who's praying about it, just be sure um, God has indeed called you to leave and go full time. Um, just make sure you're making the wise decision as well. Um, but yeah, it's it was it was it was a very strange time for me, but something that I'm very thankful for. And what I like is you telling me that you spoke to people about it as well. It's not something that you done, uh, you you've done unilaterally. You've actually spoken to other yeah. people who are very uh, relevant in your life, and um, you know, taking advice of people as well. Wow, you know, yeah. that, that that is that is deep. And um, would you then say that the scripture that says when the Lord blesses, He doesn't add sorrow to it, is is true with your with 100%. your decision? Then, oh, hundred percent. I feel like there's so much peace when you do the right thing and you do the thing that God has called you to do. There's so much peace. Um, any uncertainty, like because at that time I did feel a lot of peace, but there's a difference between um, having peace of mind and being uncertain about something, it doesn't mean you're troubled per se. Yeah, Do you see what yeah. I'm trying to say? Like I had peace of mind that I made the right decision, but my humanity, my financial brain was telling me, ah, uh-uh, but dude, what happens if this, oh. that, 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 that? But even during those moments of doubt, there was still this underlying peace that I felt walking out of my company for the last time. And like, I, I was uncertain about what tomorrow would have brought. You know, I remember I I took a video on my phone and I said to myself, I'm going to watch this video in a year and I'm going to be in a better position than I am now. And every time I look at that video, it brings tears to my eyes because it's been the most beautiful process ever. And yeah, I'm just so grateful. Like I've just had so much peace. I wake up every day. And I get to create music for Jesus. And that, that for me is I mean, amazing. from where I stand or where I sit right now, the process has been beautiful. Mm-hmm. That I can I can tell you that. It it, it looks it looks really mm-hmm. beautiful. It tells you what God can do um with an ordinary person to achieve extraordinary things. And that's what we're talking about here. We're just about to wrap up the conversation, but tell us briefly, what do you think is the state of the um UK gospel, if uh, for lack of a better word, industry at the moment? And what do you think can be done? That, that's that's a whole new, like, a whole show yeah. on his own, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, because I'm not, I don't want to say, like, I'm not aware 
of what's going on because I do have a lot of friends in it. But if I'm being very, very honest, it's never really felt like there's been much of an industry. It's just felt like there's been doing their own thing. Who have exactly? It's felt very, and even in the people who try to establish organizations, um, you know, like yourself, like Dennis, it's it's been so amazing the work that you have done. And I just still feel like it's still very um, driven by people who have a burning desire to see this work. I, that, that's how I feel like the state of it is. It's just by the people who are really trying to make this work are doing an excellent job. Um, I'm just not sure where we stand as a collective compared to, not that we're trying to you know, compare ourselves to other nations, but I feel like the standard has already been set all around the world that I'm not even sure we, we are. We're tapping into what's already in existence and being yeah, a bit more organized. I, that's, I think that's the I, I'm not putting I, words I, in your I'm mouth, not, but you know. No, no, no. I feel like I'm not sure if it's a thing where everyone is just maybe content to do what they can do and not really chase it. Because sometimes even speaking to the artist myself, because I'm an artist, so I can only talk from an artist's point of view. It's like a lot of people are just content to come in now and again. You know, a lot of people are very content to come in and release a song now and again and go away for a long, long period of time um, as opposed to really chasing this down. So from the artistry point of view, you have people coming in and going out. So that doesn't help. So I, th there is a lot of things that are that is kind of making us maybe I don't want to use the word lag behind other big countries, but it does certainly feel like there is something missing. So for me personally, from the artist point of view, I would just encourage all my fellow artists out there, you know, we want to see this become an industry. We want the UK to, to, to really grow to a very, very large scale. Uh, yeah. Just try as much as possible to be con con consistent with the art because your art is important and it's helping. And if we want an industry collectively, the artists do matter as well. So I'm talking from the artist's point of view. So, you know, you definitely have a, a different a different opinions in me. Well, I mean, I, I sort of, um, I, I agree with what the things that you're saying. I think the industry should be a bit more um, cohesive. It should be a bit more um, organised. Um, well, I, I hate using the word industry, but I think something there's yeah. there's a lot more that can be done because there's so much talent. There's so much talent in this in this yeah. country and elsewhere as well. I mean, you know, in Africa, there's a lot a lot of talent, and I pray that you know we'll be able to take things to another level. And for guys like yourself, well done for all that you're doing, and I pray that come this time next year our testimony, your testimony will be different as well. So uh, can I just say a very big yeah. thank you to you. Thanks for making time. This was supposed to be a half hour interview and we've ended up talking for God knows how long. And I think we can we can go on and on and on and on, uh, but I'm sure we'll find um, another time to have another conversation as well. Um, so anything coming up apart from you having just released um, Portraits, your brand new album, do you have any live events coming up? Once lockdown is over and anything else. Yeah. To be honest, like the album is really something I've I've been babying for a long time. So I'm excited to see it fly um, and spread its wings. So any other announcements about live production will be on my social media. So 
Um, yes, on all platforms. I mean, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Cold Out Music, to just to follow and keep up to date with everything. So Instagram, Twitter, um, what? Facebook. Facebook. Are you on TikTok as yet? Because that's the thing now, isn't it? Everybody's going on TikTok. <laughs> I'd be, not yet, not yet. I don't, I don't know join that wave but we'll see okay listen so thank you very much for making time to join us and all the best for the future we're keeping an eye on what you're doing Uh, keep us posted and um, keep on blessing us with um, those amazing songs so what song should we play out this show with Um, I will go with one of my favourites called Warm Warm Embrace which is on the Portraits album Thank yes, you very is. much, Mr. Samuel Nwachuku, a.k.a. Sami, a.k.a. Called Out Music. It was such a blessing having you on the show. All right, Thank God you. bless. My father, I'm grateful that you call me your own. Imperfect, I've tried and tried to do it alone. Yeah, yeah. But I'll never stop chasing after you Oh, yeah But as long as the sun rises I'll keep on running, running You have the final word All I see is you You're bigger than any situation Even when I thought it was over came and wrapped me in your arms you wrapped me in your warm embrace when the storms keep raging on i close my eyes cause that's the way i can hear your voice and i shut my mind from all the troubles that just may come and i trust your word cause that's the way i keep holding on and on as long as the sun rises, I'll keep on running, running. You have the final word. Oh, all I see is you. You're bigger than any situation. Even when I thought it was over, you came and wrapped me in your arms. You wrapped me in your warm embrace. No more, don't have to cry no more. You've made me whole again. You've made me whole again. I don't have to cry no more. Don't have to cry. You wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your warm embrace. You you're bigger than any situation.
home again I don't have to cry no more Don't have to cry no more Yeah, yeah. You rock me 